Then you know it's Christmas When the snow starts to fall Then you know it's Christmas For the children above all Then you know it's Christmas Cause on his way Well, hello, Minifans and Minifans. Welcome to the Minifandom Christmas Special. I hope you're having a beautiful day with your families, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. But, you know, I've got a great show for you lined up on this Christmas day. I've got some great Minna fans on. Later on, um, I've got the Shattuck's. We're going into the, the Shattuck home on Christmas. Then also I'm wrapping it up with my old co-host, Red. But I thought it would be very appropriate to start with what many consider to be the number one minifan, well, yeah. especially Kirk, what he, he no, considers no, no, to no. be. Why are you not- doing that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> uh, so I've got Tim and Ken. Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas. How are you? Oh, you you set me up to just get slings and arrows. I'm not not the number one, not the number one. Yeah, but you, if there was a Hall of Fame, like unlike Kevin, you would be straight in. Ah, two-year hiatus. There was a two-year two year hiatus. Hi- yeah, so we'll see after that. But how you doing, buddy? Nice to see I'm you. I'm doing well. Do you get into the Christmas spirit? Like we're recording this and I can see in the background you've got a, a massive That's Christmas legit. tree with the lights. That's not yep. a full background. That's Absolutely, yep, love Christmas, even though I don't get presents. I absolutely love Christmas. Do you go even to the mass the night before or on the morning? Uh, when do you go? Wishy-washy. I am Catholic. <laughs> I go sometimes, sometimes I don't. I, I will admit I went to midnight mass once and passed out, so that was not a highlight. You know, it's maybe <laughs> Tom Shattuck does that every now. year. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a great time of year. I love it. Love it, especially for the kids. How about you? How are you celebrating? I've got a, a wonderful Christmas. We do a Christmas Eve dinner with my European side of the family and then we're just going out to a restaurant. I'm going out to a restaurant with my mum on Christmas Day. I mean, my, you know, my kids are getting older now, so like yeah, you, your same. kids, are, you know, they're out yeah. of that phase of having to spoil them with a million presents. Um, yeah, uh, now, you're looking, now you're looking more forward to just a nice meal. Yeah, and actually in in Australia, you know, the Christmas period is dominated by cricket. So I end up just watching uh, wall-to-wall cricket for like two weeks. Oh, so that's nice. It's heaven, heaven, for, heaven for nice. me being a sports lover. Um, better, better than suffering through soccer. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I don't mind soccer. Uh, uh, it's a very no. good sport. Well, and what's the traditional Christmas lunch in the, the Tim household? Uh, well, if it's at, if it's at my house, it's the traditional turkey, which I do enjoy. Uh, but we are going to one of my sisters and my brother-in-law cooks almost like a chef. The guy's unbelievable. So it'll be prime rib, prime rib, turkey, ham, which I hate. It's disgusting. Your, your girl, Lauren Lynn is with me on that. Um, ham is repulsive. Love ham. Uh, and then my sister is a phenomenal baker, so it's just, just, it's gluttonous. How about you? Do you do the Chinese food on Christmas Day? <laughs> no. Um, on Christmas Eve, it's ham, turkey, fried Ugh. chicken. Um, or, fried chicken? Tr- yeah, traditional Hungarian dessert that I talk about later with the Chattics. And then... On Christmas Day, we're going to a Hungarian restaurant. So my favorite meal is veal schnitzel. You know, the, okay. yeah. the love 
So that'll be my Christmas lunch with mashed potato and then probably pancakes again for dessert. And, and look, I'm, I'm not religious in any religion, Tim, but, and, and, you know, my, my father-in-law died on Christmas day. So he's kind of ruined oh, Christmas. Wow. So my Merry wife, Christmas. my wife and Ouch. my mother-in-law get all sad on Christmas day. Like, <laughs> yeah. God, it's a I'm like, get over it. Get over it. So, um, but, but I like the fact that everybody's happy. It's summer in Australia. Christmas is summer. So it's our summer holidays. I, so people I are going to the beaches. Yeah. Sure. I know you're aware of it, but you think half of the Minna fans listening. No, I agree. I agree. Would know that it's different seasons no. here. I know you're They're well educated. It snows in Sydney or something. Exactly. So, you know, it's the total opposite for us. It's summer holidays. It's barbecues. It's, it's good fun. Um, do, do, wait, it, all right, t- time out. So it's your father-in-law that passed away? Yeah, on Christmas Day. Were they religious? No, no. Well, they were Jewish, so Christmas meant nothing. Okay. But, well, that doesn't uh, mean they're died not religious. On Christmas Day. So, he still died on Christmas Day. No, but do you – on his anniversary, is there some sort of recognition religiously? Yeah. Or? You light a all candle right. in the Jewish okay. religion. You light a, a candle. That's very nice. And that's very nice. Obviously, the thing about it is if you're missing somebody, then everybody's building up to Christmas Day, Christmas Day, and that is a constant reminder that that's the day your father or husband died. Um, so, But it yeah. can be a nice thing too. So, Well, but, yeah, but the, you know, Jew, Jewish people love misery, so it's not going to be a nice thing. Well, they're very on. close to Irish people. They thrive on misery. Exactly. The Irish Catholics and the Jews. Are, oh, and I'm God. both. I'm Irish Catholic and half Jewish. Oh, so double, double cross. Yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But Christmas in Australia, you know, the tradition is when you get up in the morning, you go down and you have a swim at the beach and then you come back and actually, uh, you know, the the traditional sort of stereotype of you throw a few prawns on the barbie, uh, that's, that's the plan. Um, oh, so, you get the you get the chicks and the Santa hats and the skimpy bikinis. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and all great. the chicks want to yes, like bikinis and Santa hats. You nailed it. It's fucking right. And and it's about amazing. outdoing each other, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So I've well, jerked we'll, off like half a dozen times by Christmas lunch. Um, enough to fill Botany Bay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Seaman Bay, they call it. Dirty um, bird. Uh, so yeah, so Chris, yeah, so Merry Christmas to everyone. Whatever you're doing, um, you know, Minna Fandom is here for you on Christmas Day. I know Kirk's taking a week off, and uh, he deserves it because he's put in a great year. And I thought, oh my god, you know, great year! You know, I thought get on the official uh, Minifan historian to sort of look back Thank on you. the year. And Tim, I know um, you picked out some sort of you know. His, his historic KMS episodes from 2022. I did, and I would appreciate, Andrew, if you would call me professor. As Kirk said, I could teach a class, so I'm going to take that with all the faith that he had said it, and I prefer to be called <laughs> professor going forward, if you would mind. So, so sure. Um, so we've got professor, the professor from Penn <laughs> here. So imagine that. Um I kept it to three shows. So, you know, I can talk a lot, but I figured I want to keep this short and concise. And I thought about what were three shows that I thought, this is just me, that I thought were historic in this in this past year. Phenomenal shows. And looking back over the, the notes and the details and the summaries, man, there were some phenomenal, phenomenal shows. But I picked out three. 
So the first one I would say is the Magnolia show, which was April 11th, 2022. That was, as everybody would know, that was an in-person show. So I didn't consider the Wilbur, although the Wilbur was amazing, which you were at. That was an amazing show, but that was not a a, a KMS RSS live feed or no. recorded live. Um, Magnolia was incredible because it was such a departure from physically leaving the region, region, um, picking out this this town. Uh, that whole process, Kirk, as always, just the lead up, the build up is phenomenal, and then the characters that we that we got to know, the guy Geller, the uh, the woman who ran the uh, the store, just talking about the location, the people that showed up. McFustaddy was there, um, so I thought that was a historic show in that it was a truly remote done uh, in the middle of nowhere. In in fact, it was in a convenience slash liquor stat slash gas station name name another podcast that would do something like that no that that was crazy wasn't it and you know you had steve robinson returning as you said i mean it was just yeah that, yep. that was a wild show we had mercedes with the mercedes dildo, yes with the dildo yeah. bike um, yes <laughs> funny uh, yeah, how that so, sticks in your head and and uh lest we forget <laughs> uh the passing of covid um, yes. Kirk getting COVID from who we don't really know, but just just an amazing show. I, I would that was say, the end of our theater in May as well because uh, Clemmer got COVID on that trip. That's right, and, and came back. He, he did two from, more episodes. Yep. Alice and I, and then at a theater in May ended. Yep, and and that is a great segue to the second one, which this is kind of a theme, but the second out of three was on June third, and that was listed as i believe clemmer out that was wild uh when when chris and as we know today's show did you watch or listen to today's show yet did you get a chance i'm only like 60 percent through through okay it's pretty good it was pretty good I, th- I thought chris did a really good job um of course because of kirk it all depends on how kirk is gonna kirk was so that. soft on him kirk was like oh he's my best friend returning but like you said, it's either going to be 10 seconds in and he wants to kill him or he's going to embrace it and make it special in another way. And so, you know, he chose he chose the path that I think made him feel better. And uh, that was a that was a fantastic uh, show when Chris even today was trying to explain why he was leaving and he regretted <laughs> that it was over going to Celtics with his buddy. Um that was an amazing show, not because of uh, what happened, but I think more how it happened. This was spur of the moment. It, it, it transpired in what, the first eight minutes, I think, I, yep. I went back. It was amazing how that all unraveled, uh, so to speak. Um, and if I could do a little side note, I'm not a big fan of the Boston people when they come on, except for Whitney. I love Whitney. Everybody else, believe it or not, Clancy – big fan of Clancy as much as I think he's a dope. The rest of them, except for Port and I, if I've never heard from Riggs, Big Cat, oh, any of those guys, uh, any of them I, 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 could, I can do without. Big Cat was on with Kirk, and Kirk said, how do you think it will go? Now, Dan listens to the show all the time. He regurgitated exactly what, what Kirk had said. Kirk had said, it's either going to be 10 seconds in, I'm going to hate that he's here by seeing his face. And what did Dan say? I think you're going to either hate his face in 10 seconds or you'll go with the show. 
Right, come on. You don't have to always be friends to everybody. I do that. I'm a nobody. Dan's a somebody, you know? That's lame. <laughs> lame, lame, lame. Um, so you love the you love the Clemmer episode. Um loved it. Uh, but loved just it. on the 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 Barstool people, I've uh, I've enjoyed just the rotating crazy minifans fans that they bring in on a Thursday. Obviously Snell was awful. It should have totally been totally agree. I think the, I, the Thursday guests have been great. Yeah, even if they're bad, like that, you know, Nolan, who's fine, but it's still fun to get some crazy minute fan in there. Obviously, I'm extremely jealous. I can't be in there on Thursdays, but, you know, I'm 10,000 <laughs> miles away. But, you know, I think that's better than just trying to get in someone from Barstool. I could not agree more. Uh, and that's why Kirk is so great. He's always said the fans are the fourth person, right? It's Kirk, it's Mike, it's Dave. And then the fourth person of the fans. And and the fact that you can literally call in and say, hey, can I come in on Friday? And Kirk says, set it up, Dave. And then he makes something out of it with somebody that nobody knows, nobody's ever heard of. I mean, Julie, with that story about her dad and the kitten in the freezer, that was fantastic. Nolan with his questions. Uh, I know you hate Snell, but I, I'm a, I thought Snell was great. At least the first episode I thought was outstanding. Um, yeah. And and I love the diversity, you know, like let's not have the the same old like me or other people that have been in there. Enough. Been there. Let's get new yeah, people in like and hear what they have to say. It's great. Yeah. Which means also that you've been in. So even if you come back, you can't go in. Well, I actually haven't been the third chair on the show. I was. I, you were. No, Kirk bequeathed the studio to me and I hosted a minute fandom. You know, he. No, but you were in studio. But he bowed down to me. I haven't been – I wasn't on that artwork of all the KMS third chair hosts. I wasn't there. you got fucking drop kicks like Montante, Snell, Riggs, some of the most talentless fucking assholes in the world. Oh, come on. Tom Shattuck. And I'm not even on there because what a they wouldn't ask Shattuck me. Anyway, good. Fine. I was there in Boston for two weeks. They didn't get me in whatever. But um, – who yeah, who would so you who I would you go in? Who would you bottom who would your bottom three be? From that list. Yeah. Yeah, which uh that was Phil uh, McCoo. Snell, right? Snell, Glash Spiegel, and Jerry huh. Callahan. Those wow, okay. Three. All right. I only agree with one. I would put um Riggs at twenty nine, Jerry at yep. thirty. Oh yeah, Riggs is oh, oh, so boring. And then uh Geez, twenty-seven. Let's say when Whitney starts talking about his golf game, it does get pretty bad. Like we, you just a fucking like want to be a professional golfer. We don't. Need well, to norm, normally, it. normally, I would agree with you because the golf talk just it just tunes. I tune out, but he gets so fired up and he's so genuine about how annoyed he is with his own game. Uh, I do think that's entertaining. But okay, so then the third. Yes. So, the, so the first one is Magnolia. Second yeah. one is the Clemmer walkout. Third, yeah. this is very similar to the Clemmer Clemmer uh, walking out. Justin quitting on the show. Oh yes, that was out of nowhere. So good, out of left field, as they say here. Um, you killed him after your the way you insulted him <laughs> in the car. I think you killed him. You ended his KMS career. It hurt his feelings so much. If only I had that power, right? Um, especially a guy who had given so much to the show. He went to New York. He did. He did whatever Kirk had had told him he needed to do or suggested he do. Um, 
Uh, I, I mean, it was the day he was kicking field goals and it was about five degrees out and the football was like a brick. But for all the time that he invested and then to say that day, yeah, I think I think I'm done. It seemed like listening back, like it was a decision he had been thinking about. And then he made the decision that day again, same as Clemma. It was the immediacy of it. The fact that it happened that in in the moment, like if you just the other day, I will admit, I listened to Greg Hill for about 45 minutes each morning, partly out of hate and partly because I love Wiggy. I think Wiggy is the best. I'm a huge fan. Greg Hill is so fake. I heard one the other day. He said, where is so-and-so? And it always sounds like he's like 20 feet from the microphone, man, is, which, you know, you're a pro, you know, you should be right on it. Absolutely. He always sounds like he's the one furthest away. And he, he was asking where so-and-so was all to set it up that, oh, he got a, he got pulled over on the way in. How cheesy is that? It, 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 right. Why not just say, hey, I heard he's late because he got pulled over on the way in. Um, now, contrast that with the way that Kirk in, I mean, in that episode with Justin and how that went down. That was, it was, from what we could tell, nothing prior to that. Maybe a, a tidbit about, hey, I've been thinking about uh, other things I might want to do, but certainly not to the the depth of knowledge that. Um, but also he asked for a job. He goes, I want a full-time job, thinking they're going to say no. They go, okay, we'll yeah, give you a job. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, no, no, um, uh, I've got to quit. It was great. And, and I I know, when, I, I absolutely know where he is. It was the reverse from. Rico. It was like. He um he he did the bluff and it worked and then he was like, oh, <laughs> damn careful what you wish for I know where he's coming from I I um I work for people for no money because if you get paid you're obligated like Mike working for no money it's it takes a lot of the burden off and you can just do what you want it's a little bit of freedom right and mm. so that I thought that was wild that was and it was only uh, a week two weeks after he had. I'll go to my grave saying this. Justin was so committed to that, um, to to the night in the car. The only do you want to just get? Do you need to get up now and just walk around so you don't have any leg spasms? I know we've been sitting you down here for twenty, no, 20 minutes. Oh yeah, it's on you need my a pause side. just to stretch the old legs out. <laughs> I appreciate you realizing it was a spasm of the cramp, but um, there was only one person that worked harder than the people sitting in the back, and that was Justin. I mean, he had a drive. He had the heat on high. He had these games. He he had to stay awake and he had to pay attention. And he did all that. And then, like a week and a half later, he said, "That's it. I'm out." So that, I thought that was wild. It was awesome. It was great content. And um, so I, those I think were my historic moments from this year. Well, well done. What a year! Any other sort of honorable mentions? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, me personally, the Ron and Medford, I love little things like that. Uh, me, you'll get mad at this, but me, Blind Mike's daddy and, and a friend of his, uh, we call him Minif- Yeah, I love him. Uh, Minifocus Matt, I think we call him. Um, but we called in and harassed a guy on a radio show. Um, <laughs> and it was all based off the, the Ron and Medford, uh, which was love the it. Christian I can't take in the ass. Um, Again, Kirk making making lemon out of lemonade. Uh, Jerry, lest we forget, 
2022 was the year of patriotism and a cop. <laughs> it probably sold like five kilos of that coffee. But that like he's such a moron. Every interview Jerry's on, he says he doesn't drink it. I mean, right? I mean, an idiot. At Why least you want to buy it? He's right. Like he never tasted it. Could be like dog shit coffee. If, here's the difference. Who knows? I don't drink it. I don't drink coffee. But here's the difference between Hot him chucky. and Kirk. I for sure. Kirk will tell you he doesn't do any of that crap. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do it. Jerry, this is where he's a phony. He'll say, you got to drink it. You got to. It's the best ever. At least Kirk would say, I've never had it, but you should probably try it. I bet it's pretty good. He's just, anyway, it's a fraud. But the, um, fraud. two other mentions, uh, Kevin from Bristol with his call in uh, April, the Kevin crazy call. Well, yes. Was was fantastic. I love Kevin. Kevin's an artist. He He is a tortured artist. And that was one of my favorite episodes. And, and subsequently, when he called back in, he had, he had got his wits about him. I love artistic, unhinged Kevin. It's so so raw. Uh, and the last one was, I can't go without mentioning, Two and a Half Hours. That was the episode uh, where I bailed after Two and a Half Hours because of the lights <laughs> pass him. Um, I'm surprised you're even mentioning that. I know you've said to me privately that you won't listen to Minna Fandom from uh, that period because you're worried about the criticisms level. That That is, you are such a, you're a liar. You're bald. You wrote it. You said you you listen to every Minna Fandom except the ones around there. I did not. I did not. I did not. You said, do you want to come on and talk about the episode? And you know, you know what I said, Andrew. I said the focus should be on the guys who, who the focus should be on the guys who actually completed the task, not the loser who did it. I'll come on later, and I did a, about a two or three weeks later. But I appreciate uh, that, you lying. To yeah, I, I asked story. you, have you listened to Kevin? I'm in a fandom. Yes, of course. I need to listen to every episode except those two in July. I thought you were meaning those two around the period of you. No, 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 no. When July, you when I came on with you, you're like, "Do you hear my yes. last two? And I said, "No, I just had." Okay, and getting around to it. I apologize then. Nice, I apologize. Nice try. Nice try. Um, all and right, I well, know your apology. You don't mean it. That's okay. no, I don't mean it at all. But um, thank you, for, thank <laughs> you for coming like. on the. Thank you for coming on the Christmas special, Tim. It's been. Been a wonderful year of KMS, you know, very sentimental this time of year because, well, I because my father-in-law father died. Dead. But, yeah. what about, you know, could be you know, Kirk can I next. ask you a question? It, w- it wouldn't yes. be, you know, the same if I didn't interrupt you a thousand times. Okay, Do you it. feel worse about your father-in-law dying or Charlie dying? Oh, Charlie, way more. Oh, way more. So I'm, I'm sure my even wife feels sadder about the cat. I mean... You know, it's it's a natural part of life to lose your parents. It's you know, you, you look oh, it's after not these little to have a cat die. No, you look after these furry little things like your children. You should be burying your children. So, one hundred percent. And the mice. Do you feel worse about the mice or the? You know, one of the one. You wouldn't believe this. One of the mice will not die. We everyone in the house is like Tom. Would you just die? Like his mate died like months ago. Uh, the cats go in there. We've got two new cats, the Maine Coons. The little Maine pussies go in there and, like, try and scare the mouse. The mouse will not die. Uh, even my son is like, I thought it would be dead by now. Like, it's it's already on borrowed time. 
Um, um, kind of like your father-in-law was. But yeah, maybe hey. maybe he'll go on Christmas Day the the mics as well. No, what do you what do you expect for twenty twenty three? Not expect, but what do you what do you, what are your thoughts about twenty twenty three as far as KMS is concerned? I actually think KMS is going to go to the moon because what's happening now is the Barstool juggernaut is actually starting to appreciate Kirk and promote his show. And I think if you look subtly at like Kirk's Twitter followers and everything's just starting to go up now that the, the head office has realised that they've got this amazing talent, you know, in Boston that they're not utilising. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to keep getting better um, in terms of that. I mean, I don't know what Cullinane's future is next year because he's gotten lazier and lazier and lazier as this year has gone with, on. It's, it's, he was outstanding today with the drops. Oh, he's a great producer, but I'm just, you know, Will, I could tell – at points this year, Kirk was getting more and more frustrated with Carl. And and that just, you work closely together. Um, you know, I think, you know, Kirk gets upset that Carl can't form coherent arguments, that he uh, has, you know, runs out of material. Anyway, the point is, I'm curious how next year goes between Carl and Kirk. Um, I think it'll keep going really well, but I wouldn't be surprised come sort of the middle of next year, Cullinane's working somewhere else and we've got a new producer and it's just a, a time thing, whereas Kirk's like, okay, I've sort of I've worn Cullinane out, I need someone else. Well, speaking of time, um, the contract is up 2024, correct? This is the last full year of KMS. And yeah, Kirk, yeah. It's, Kirk said today he's not working when he's 50. He will not be working. Such a lie. Such a lie. I, I think uh, I, it sounds like KMS is dead, but he's always said he'll do something else. He's going to maybe focus on the book, maybe be on the radio somewhere. But um, like Howard Stern, always, and Kirk's a huge Stern fan, and Howard used to talk about how he would be in these chat rooms kind of like Reddit is today, and he was Captain Japan. So he had a different persona. I could see Kirk taking on a persona where he thrives and people don't even know who he is, don't even know him as Kirk. Well, yeah, like the true crime investigator somewhere or something. Uh, I have not listened to that, so I wouldn't know. No, but like, I think he could go full on into true crime. Full on <laughs> yes, I, I mean, it, there's no doubt. He's he's so talented, he could go wherever he goes. But can't you see him spinning records up in Bahaba, down east, bumfuck Maine, and he's, you know, Kyle whatever. Um, mm. you know, well, that's Kyle, who we called Inez. Yeah, Kyle Maninsky. He's yeah. Kyle, Kyle Manansky spinning records and just having a ball up in nowhere, Maine. So I, I think this year is going to be even better than 22, which was phenomenal. And 22 was better than 21. And 21 wasn't better than 20. But anyway, look, Tim, thank you for coming on the Minna Fandom Christmas special. As, um, you know, the former Hall of Fame number one Minna fan, any, you know, wishes <laughs> you'd like to – uh, bestow upon your legions of Minifans oh. and Menifans? Legions. Uh, I would just say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, here's to more KMS. I couldn't agree more. All right. So thanks, Tim, for joining me. We're going to be you, back buddy. with the Shaddix, but uh, oh, here's God. some Christmas messages from the listeners. 
Hey, Minna fans, this is Melissa Gorman, and I just wanted to wish Kirk, Dave, and the entire Miniverse best wishes for the holiday season and 2023. Thank you for all the entertainment and community that you've provided, and I'm looking forward to more of that next year. And I hope to see some old friends and meet some new ones on March 25th in Portland. Happy holidays, Minna fans. Matters. On the behalf of all of us here at the Beyond Average Podcast, I wanted to wish not only yourself, but every other Minifan listening a very, very happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. I uh, can't thank you enough for all the support. Logging on to social media every day and getting called names like Michelle Carter's twin brother, being reminded that I have huge giant bug eyes and my podcast sucks is something that I don't take for granted. Um, it's something that I'm appreciative of every day. Uh, yourself leading the charge there. You know, if you know Menners, he supports all Minifan content. You know, he, he would never put down any other Minifan's content. So very appreciative of that. Very appreciative of all the Minifans and look forward to a great 2023 with y'all. Ho, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Minifandom Christmas special. And, well, our journey continues, and we're heading to, to, to the delightful Shattuck home. Now, uh, I've got Tom Shattuck here. Hi, Tom. Welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know, Alice and I actually, uh, we won't torture you with uh, uh, the Six White Boomers song, but we do listen to it. and. And it was just thinking about how um, you must, God, it must suck for you coming over here and having everybody use the top five Australian cliches. So I apologize on behalf of everybody, all Americans, and for some of the wars too. You know what? Thank you, Tom. What a Christmas welcome. spirit. And, and, and Julie was unavailable today. So we've got Alice Shattuck on. Alice, welcome to the Minifandom Christmas special on this very, I imagine, important day for you. It is. It is. Thank you so much for having me in Julie's absence. Appreciate it as always. And, you know, it's it's wonderful to be here together and, you know, to reflect on what has been, I think, a really great year for the Shaddocks and KMS. Um, you know, you both made your debut as the third chair and uh, actually on the latest show, oh, on the latest show when we're recording, but I think the second last of the year, Tom Kirk was very complimentary to your appearance. Um, so, yeah, he was very complimentary. No, you, so. know, you know what, Menace, you and I are just used to, getting uh, stabbed to death by him. This was just a, a much uh, lighter touch. I think he seemed to me like to be very neutral. I just wasn't stabbed in this particular oh, – that, That's a win. That's a win for you if, you, if yeah. you're neutral. <laughs> <laughs> and Alice as well. Uh, but, you know, great know. year. Yeah, Blind I mean, Mike yeah. even stuck up for me over Julie, imagine. Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of sexual tension between Julie and Blind <laughs> Mike, that's for sure. We are um, a um, – we are a – Geary, 100% in on Mike Geary. Your mm-hmm. gearheads? Gearhead family. Mm-hmm. Gearheads forever. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's such a special day, and I know, you know, Christmas Day, I can imagine in your house it involves, you know, Tom Shattuck, you know, passed out drunk by 11 a.m., having stuffed his face with food, and then Ooh. Alice running around, like, reading Bible stories to the kids. Um, so, so what a day. But we'll hear more about your, your Christmas Day, but I guess, Alice, you know, you've been sort of re-listening to KMS and you've been, um, you know, listening all year, you've been on the show. I mean, any highlights for you? Um, well, I'll say it's good. I started listening when I did, I guess, to the old episodes because they're vanishing now. Um, 
Kirk mentioned this on the last show. So there's sort of there. I'm like having to make sure I stay ahead of where the last episode disappears. But um, yeah, it's interesting going back and and hearing it from the beginning. Of course, Tom was listening at that time when it was happening. So I'll find out things about my own life. Like Tom will be like, "Oh, that week that Colinane was there. That's the week we were on vacation, and I was ignoring you all because I just had on the show the whole time." You know, so he'll it'll be things like that. So. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting hearing the Steve era too, because you must uh, love it. Um, I like Steve. I'm calibrated a lot like Steve Robinson. Um, but I, you know, the show is very different with him on. And I think in a lot of ways, um, personality wise, Cullinane's a better fit for Kirk and for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, although Steve definitely has things that he did that, you know, that, that Dave just wouldn't come up with to do like he would never dave would never like go find mhb's poetry like from yeah, yeah. god knows where and like investigate it and <laughs> find that and fan, read if it if the minifan got it for him and sent it to him oh might. yeah but he would he, he would put it on the it. show but he wouldn't do that like investigative step of no, like going and not. finding that steve knew like you know where the part where he went to college like what every everything about his entire life every essay that he wrote in probably elementary school so you know nothing was safe with steve there but um but also just um the show had a different energy to it and a more almost like radio kind of energy even um and i know they obviously make fun of that sort those sort of like radio shows and voices a lot on the show especially back then they did but even kirk's voice was like more of a radio voice at that time than it is now it feels like a much more relaxed show now and a much less like much less of a performance i don't know to me yeah, I think those, those shows, by the way, I'm, uh, I don't know about you, Minners, but I'm like, there's part of me that's a little bit jealous and envious that she gets to take this journey. Like the, the, it's, it's for the first time. Cause there's so many like important touch points. Like she just got through with Linda Marks and like she's the, the first blow up hasn't even happened. I don't think yet. There's so much to go through. It's like, it's like, you know, you know, having finished the Hobbit what, series. What, yeah, wait until you dive into Men is Live on the YouTube channel. Oh, I mean, some great shows there. That is true, too. Um, but, 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 yeah, well, there's another thing. It's like, I don't know about you, but I can remember where I was exactly. When you blew Steve up, I remember where I was. What neighborhood in Lowell, walking, well, Lowell, Massachusetts, walking around. Oh, my God. He just absolutely torched Steve. I mean, there's so much it, – imprints on you so clearly it's incredible yeah i mean just on the just one thing alice before i forget there's a website called pod bay where you can Mm -hmm. go and download the episode so the old ones yeah but but if you're saying like you know they're deleting you could go in and download like the the last 20 so you know you you're not going to lose mm-hmm. pod bay and any kms listeners out there pod bay that's where i download mp3s from podcasts um so you know it's been a, a wonderful year of the show um you know i, I think this year um you know the sh- since with the wilbur kirk's almost been you know reinvigorated and um you know the show has just been firing on all cylinders um do, do you agree 
I mean, I really like it. I think that, um, like I say, it's funny going back and forth between the old because I do think Kirk is more relaxed now. And he almost just lets the show have its sort of flow to it. And I think the consistency of Mike being there the two days and then the like rotating or whatever they're doing in day three, um, you know, keeps it keeps it different without it being um you know with without it being too much change because i think i think mike is really great on the show and having that sort of stable personality there um really helps you know kirk to have that to bounce off of but then you know i i do enjoy some of the other like third chair people even ones i didn't necessarily think i was gonna like like i'm not a big barstool person so when ryan whitney was gonna be on i was like oh what's this gonna be some like barstool blah 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 like you know just because it's i never have listened to any barstool show other than kirk ever pretty much um but then you know i actually really liked him and he was like a really thoughtful and interesting guy and i don't know if that's kirk i've never listened to him on anything else but um you know i think Kirk makes it work with whoever's there and it keeps the show really different every time you listen to it. Oh yes. And uh, I also like the way Kirk seems to be less angry than he was in the past. So you're sort of saying how he's more relaxed. I also think Kirk's less angry. He, 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 he just, he, he's willing to sort of, I mean, he still blows up at people, but like when he got angry at Rico, I mean, two years ago, he might've been screaming him, screaming at him and stuff. Now it's very relaxed. And uh, I think, you know, Kirk's in a better place with that stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it feels that way. And listening to the old episodes, I I mean, like he talks faster. There's like this almost manic energy to the show kind of. And I think part of that is Steve, because you have all this sound to like start it off and get in there. And I, But I also think part of it is the... You know, I, I'm only up to like August, so I, I listen to June, I listen to July, and I'm into August, and and you know, it still feels kind of new and like it's figuring out what it wants to be at, right now. You know, they're arguing with Dave and Erica about whether Blind Mike should be paid right now. That's where I'm at. So, so do you um listen like you're listening to all the new shows, and then you, when you finish that, you'll just go back and listen to an old show? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I started at the very beginning and then I'm just going through and then when there's a new show, I'll listen to that. But that's only three times a week. So it's not. You're like a hardcore Mina fan now. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I I, I don't. uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of it, but, um, you know, it's I don't know. I'm not I'm certainly not like a barstool person like Julie is. You know, Julie, I thought was fantastic on the show. Oh, Um, Please, I no. thought she was really good. What's wrong with uh, you? What you've been saying behind the scenes. I imagine <laughs> Alice has been ripping her, you know, when you took No, I've never friend. said anything bad about her. I think she was great on the show. And I think that I think that it goes back to she what knows shit about said. politics. She though. wasn't great. Well, it's not. Kirk said uh, Kirk's show isn't a political show. You know, like that. that's the thing about it. And it goes back to what Tom originally said. Right. Which is that I wasn't a good fit for Kirk's show necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. Right. Well, that's fine. I mean, I can be great at being me, but I'm not going to, like, have a suggestion for who should be on the trivia team because I just would not know anything. And, I, I, you know, it's not who I am, and that's fine. But, but I mean, Julie's a a real fan of the show, right? Like, and I'm in a fan, and I, you know, I... I'm catching up on listening to a bunch and I really enjoy it, but I'm not sure that I would try to claim that title just yet. Hardcore Minna fan. While you were away, Tom, sorry, go on. No, I do think that that 
that Julie pitched herself. Can you get a thought out? Go on. Sorry. She pitched herself. It's Christmas, Manners. <laughs> <laughs> she pitched herself as being a tough guy on that phone call that she used to get on. Mm. And I think that, that they all were put, the whole room full of pussies, that Kirk and Dave um, should have held her to it and said, hey, be a tough guy. You can't, you, you, pit, you, you pitch yourself as a tough guy, and then let's see, let's hear a tough guy. But she wasn't. She just she was just one of the guys. So she was very complimentary because she knew, like Alice said, all the world of bar stool, and she could hang. You know, you, there's no doubt when they would go work in the little blue, she could definitely hang with that stuff. But I was, I wanted to see her kick some asses. I was right ready for somebody to just you know, flamethrow, and that really didn't happen. Yeah. Um, while you were away, Tom, I said to Alice that I think. Um the Wilbur show reinvigorated Kirk and, um, you know, KMS has been going from strength to strength this year. The Wilbur show, he fucking solved a murder. It's like, Jesus, what more can the guy do in a year? It's been a, a great year for him. I, you know, I, I do. When we, we were talking about the very beginning. I think in the very beginning, he, in the very beginning, he first settled all scores, you know, and he was just like blasting everybody at EEI for good reason. And, and other podcasts and, you know, went in and raised hell at Barstool, which is great. You know, I like that too. But, yeah, I definitely think that he's somewhere – he seems to be much more much more content, which is excellent. And, I mean, I think that – I mean, he's he's unstoppable. He just doesn't rest. Like, more stuff, more stuff. That's why he's so probably so hard to work with because, you, like, if you're working with Jerry, you're working essentially four hours or a day, really. You know, some social stuff. The show's 48 minutes long. And whatever, Kirk is nonstop. I mean, which is awesome because he—he, he, I don't know where he got the work ethic for because he's a rich boy from the rich part of a really rich town. So I don't know, but he's got it. Uh, one thing you cannot deny is Dave Cullinane has has got lazier as this year's gone on. Has he gotten lazier? I mean, he sucks at. But booking guests. I mean, I understand that he's managed to manufacture it into a joke as well, but he could get somebody on there. Like he, but if Kirk is pushing him, and also he's doing the case stuff. So I hate to, I hate to um, defend him, but maybe the case stuff is is spending a little, is eating up some time. I don't know. I think Dave, Dave's personality, because Dave's soulless, is is a, just a very good compliment to to that group. I do think that he should have a camera on him too. And not, you've been in that mm. studio. First of all, you can't see the freaking guy at all. So you, it, it, we're all looking over to the right and you can't see him. And two, he's talking. I didn't see him at all because I got there like right when we started and he was just already in the producer's booth and that was it. Right. I, and did you see him when you yet, left? No, I have yet to lay eyes in my life on Dave Cullinane. On the nine. I can't believe than- he didn't say, come and say hello to you. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh no, no. He also, you know, he he just went through me for booking her. I don't know. I don't know. He's not a human, so I don't take offense to anything he does. But I can. He imagine. probably just forgot he had my number. I don't know. He has my number though. Well, what do you think Dave Cullinane does on Christmas Day morning? Do you think you know he he throws the kids in the car and he dumps them at Kathy Cullinane's house and just lets her deal with it? Can you imagine, you know, Dave with the kids? I mean, what would Dave do on a Christmas Day? First of all, I can tell you that there's, I guarantee you, all the kids just ravage the presents the moment they get up. up. They just go all over there like, 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 uh, just a, like, a absolute trailer trash Christmas exercise and just. Well, no, that's true, yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, I assume that he uh, lets the family make the rounds because he's not going to have to leave. So his mom says she's still the baby. Um, his mom will come over to them. Where That's right. Maybe Kathy and um, Big Jack have already, they've come over and left the Dave's presence under the tree for Dave. And, like, Dave springs out of bed at 5 a.m. and he's like, oh, well, Santa's come, everybody. Look, Chase, Holly, the kids have, look, Santa's come. Um, maybe that's how it is. I would not be surprised at all. And I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, do you think that who brings Dave's tree into his house, puts it in the thing, and screws Jack. the thing? Jack. Jack. Oh, 100% of course Jack. he does. Course no he way does. Dave would do that. No. No. I, I, I don't certainly know. Not, certainly not Dave's mother-in-law. Uh, so so we've we've just touched on Dave's Christmas, as you can imagine, trailer trash, awful. You know, Kirk's probably, you know, throwing lobsters down and sipping well, he doesn't drink, but you know, he's yeah. everyone's shipping champagne and uh, you know, gold plated uh, cutlery yeah. and stuff at the Minahan residence. But you know, I thought to end our little chat on on this Christmas uh, edition, it'd be nice to go into the Shattuck house on Christmas yeah. Day, you know. Uh, you know, Alice. Yeah, I imagine, what, do, do you go to the Mass the night before? Do you go to Mass the night before and then Ooh. Christmas morning? Tell me. So I actually um, go to a Serbian church, which is like the Russians. So um, for me, church Christmas is January 7th. Um, wow, okay. So Orthodox. normally we do that, yeah, because we're on the Julian calendar. Um, Alice so- and Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Same religion. <laughs> so, yeah. So the 24th and the 25th, you do nothing? For church-wise, no, not unless, like, one of them's on a Sunday. Alice, oh, okay. Easter. It means Christmas. Yes, we're going to have Christmas today, maybe. We, we're going to we, – we have a hook the tree and all the kids and they open their – No, he means for church. What do I do? No, I, I no. asked her if she went to church first, Tom, and she doesn't. Okay, so no, no, so no for the, church. No. So for American Christmas, we do the stockings. We do the tree. We usually do a lot of carol singing. Tom's Tom calls my family like the who's from Whoville because we'll, like, gather around the, the uh, piano and, like, sing – Christmas carols. Really? So is this on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Both. (laughs) Thanksgiving, all of the above. (laughs) Incredible. Um, And, you know, Tom, do you get get into – do you get dressed up as Santa? Are you the person that sneaks out in the middle of the night and leave the presents for the kids? Or or is Alice like, no, this is a holiday. No, usually I've, like, called in – all nighter, like wrapping, and like, then and then goes insane the next day. But she'll pull an all nighter. <laughs> Usually, I'll hang out with uh, my brother, maybe maybe a couple of friends, and possibly tie one on, and um, and that's it. Up really early, and um, and then and then we do the the whole Christmas thing, and then then I look to get it back to uh, normalcy. And then that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, it. we're gonna and, have and, a show on Christmas this year too. Great oh, and big Christmas lunch, big, big Christmas lunch. We're cooking Christmas Eve dinner this year. It's Christmas Eve we're doing, right, Alice? Yes, although my sister and your brother are all staying over for Christmas Day, too. Okay, so we're so going to do a big Christmas Eve dinner and then yeah. just a recovery the next day, leftovers mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and in our town, we live in a small town. So on Christmas Eve, Santa comes through the town on a fire truck and uh, yeah. waves to the all the kids. The real Santa? The real Santa, yes. Wow. Um, so... I'm I'm from a European background, so we do Christmas Eve as well. Big Christmas Eve dinner, and yeah. then 
uh, Christmas Day, actually going out to a restaurant, eating um, schnitzel on Christmas lunch in Australia. But tell me, you know, what do you cook for Christmas Eve then? Tom, are you the one that stuffs the turkey or what? what what's well, the Christmas I mean, I, I detest turkey and, and I, I'm not going to get one this year. We, we're driving back from Connecticut and getting right into the house and starting to cook. So I'll do other stuff. I'll probably do some kind of beef stuff. If, there, if there's some kind of deconstructed turkey already done, I'll do that. But I'm going to mess around, make some pastas, some beautiful uh, Alfredo sauces and stuff like that. I've got all a chafing dishes ready with different compartments. I mean, it's going to be – I am So non-traditional, non-traditional. I don't not like ham, food. not turkey, pasta. I'll get a ham, I'll get a ham because the, for the traditionalists and like this box stuffing or something. But I don't respect that food very much, and uh, and you know because I'm a fat person who's not allowed to eat stuff that I really want to eat now. I'm gonna make stuff that's delicious and just watch people eat it. But like, I don't think you can go wrong with some cheesy, beautiful pasta. God, I can't. I'm already excited. Do you like pesto, Manners? I love pesto. Yeah, pesto oh. pasta is one of my favorite dishes. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. I imagine you're just like getting bombed from you know drinking like like a fish for 24 hours like you're just a yeah well i think it's something very conducive to to um having cocktails around christmas the christmas tree it makes it warmer you know it Mm. is very conducive to it you probably need the alcohol to deal with all that fucking singing from alice's family (laughs) well thankfully (laughs) i'm lucky in that my parents are dead so i don't have any they're lucky too by the sounds of it (laughs) that's what i think about yeah but but they although they're the who's and they do the singing they're not I, I, there's no stress from Alice's family they're all cool a couple of them are Minifans I'm as a matter of fact so um, so they're all they're all cool and there's no stress there and they're all most of them a good number of them are drinking cocktails too so it's so it's all good so it'll be a fun it'll be a fun day and I look forward to right. getting to it. Thank you for that. You, long hold answer. on, what are you doing? Well, I want to. What am I doing? I just told you Christmas Eve dinner, a traditional Christmas Eve dinner. We have turkey, ham, all the trimmings. Then we have a traditional Hungarian dessert, which is called polacinta, which is layered chocolate pancakes. Ooh. So you know, lay, you layer crepes with chocolate in between. Yeah, pour Serbs cream have over those it. too. Yeah, so that's polacinka in Serbia. Exactly. Layers are layers are very important for the for the texture of the whole thing. Layers. Mm. So are there other wild turkeys in Australia? Are these all imported? We have everything, Tom. We have everything here you can imagine. Um, So, Alice, do you cook anything on Christmas? What's your Christmas tradition? Um, I'm more of a baker than a cook. Like I like baking. Will you bake a cake? Mm, I don't know if no. I'll do a cake this year. I like Tom's like pretty much banned me from the kitchen because my baking projects tend to take over. So because I'm normally a big like sugar cookies, I'll do um like a some kind of roll, like a cinnamon roll or a pecan roll or an orange marmalade roll or something like that. I like um but yeah, lots so, of types so, of cookies, oh, fudge. So, so oh. Do you do your kids suffer through church every year, but they don't get Christmas Day? Like that just seems oh, to me yeah. like so cruel like you make them you're brainwashing them and they, they don't they get do, the fun stuff they do christmas day they get stockings and presents on so they get presents and sand yeah and yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah let me tell you something minutes i i grew up in a protestant church and it would be one hour exactly 10 to 11 every sunday that was it done the serbian orthodox church it's full of wonderful people but that baby is like a Springsteen concert. It starts and it never stops. And a lot. You don't of it, want it to stop. Most of it. 
Most of it's not in English. Oh, it's time ceases to have meaning while you're there, so it doesn't really matter how long it lasts. And because they're Serbian, you've got like some Serbian, like twenty somethings, just rolling in from the club like an hour late, like into the services. It's 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 interesting thing, thing, thing to behold, but it's a lot of church, man. A lot of church. So, so but they Christmas do usually day. serve alcohol on holidays at church. Nice. At so the Serbian church, which Tom's that is, into. That is so the four kids, the four kids, they wake up. It's presents. It's a fun day. Um, sounds great, Alice. Sounds like um, you don't have to do much on Christmas Day. No, usually I've done all the, like the ramping and stuff beforehand. So then Christmas morning, I'm just kind of like zoned out and I'll have coffee in there running around and opening things and, you know, I just chill. And Tom wants to be in charge of the food. That's his baby. So I just let him yeah. do his work. And then undoubtedly, Alice will get the kids 554,000 Legos that can be thrown strewn throughout the house. And then many other things that could be made messes and then uh, mm. stuff that's way too expensive for us. But, you know. Well, it's a magic. It. It's a magic time for kids. It's a magic time for Minna fans. You know the holiday season. Um, yeah. Before before I let you both go, um, Alice, any Christmas message for the Minna fans? Oh, for the Minna fans in particular. Um, well, no one else. Is I guess just. Fan, <laughs> I mean, well, Merry Christmas um, and Happy Hanukkah and all of the above. And although I guess Hanukkah will be over by Christmas, so. Um, but yeah, enjoy your holidays, whatever you do. And thank you. That's all. Manners, our last show before Christmas. I have struck a deal, inked a deal with Alice Shattuck. Mm, no, there's no deal yet. Yes, there is. No. <laughs> it is right here. Oh, wow. So I've not agreed to anything yet. Um, Tom is holding up a little, what? what is that little? It's a um, Mrs. A, Claus or Sassy Santa uh, outfit. It's lingerie-esque. Yeah. Mm. That could be a really kinky Christmas morning just to get things going <laughs> before you leave the bedroom. Um <laughs> Alice is getting very embarrassed. Any to any parting messages, Tom? Any Christmas greetings for the Minna fans? Well, uh, for the Minna fans, I would say um, Merry Christmas to everybody. And for the Minna fans, yes, I hope to uh, one day Manners and I may be allowed back in Kirkland. <laughs> we'll see. We we stopped filleting him for about a nanosecond during one podcast episode, so we've been <laughs> cast off. But uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Tom and Alice, thanks so much for joining me on the Minna Fandom Christmas special. We're going to hear for some Minna fans now, wishing everyone Merry Christmas. And then I've got a special Christmas miracle. Hello, Minna fans and Menner fans. This is Nipples, wanting to wish everyone a Merry and Holy Christmas and a Happy New Year. Looking back on 2022, it was an amazing year. Highlighted by the Wilbur Show, aka MennersCon, and all the other shows that were happening throughout the year. Let us look forward to 2023 as being an even better year for KMS. Thank you, Menners. Thank you, Miss Gearhead, Mike. And of course, thank you, Kirk. Uh, hello, Minna fans. Uh, Blind Mike here. Menners has asked me to spread some. Uh, Christmas well wishings, I guess. I don't know. I never know. Uh, Menners asked me to record this, and I never know. Like, is he in good standing with KMS? All I ever hear is that he's bitching about the show and say like, it's not not the same as it used to be, or complaining. 
And then he comes to me like Oliver Twist. Would you mind spreading a little Christmas cheer? Could you put as if this guy of all people is going to be nice. I mean, we all heard what he did to his poor daughter. I don't know if he's going to even broadcast that on his program. I'm sure he all has all you fooled, but it sounds pretty horrific. Um, so it's just surprising to me that this guy would be spreading uh, good tidings at this time of year. But I don't know. I just don't want to get in trouble is all because when I find out that this guy on this very episode is trashing the show that he came in. Let's not forget, by the way, folks, that I sat next to Menners when he asked Kirk questions such as like, how, like your brilliance uh, does it know no bounds. <laughs> And then he flies back to Australia and just shits on the show. So I don't understand. I don't know what I'm a part of. I don't know what he has uh, roped me into. I'm sure I'll catch shit for it in some way. Uh, But whatever. Merry Christmas, I guess, is the main message. Happy New Year. Uh, You're listening to the Amina Fandom Christmas special. And like all good Christmas specials, we have our very own Christmas miracle. Yes, my one-time co-host is back, Red. Welcome back <laughs> to Minna Fandom. Menners, it is good to be back. I am happy to be here. I missed you. I uh, missed your, the sound of your voice and your smell. Um, you're a beautiful man, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, you know, recently I put out some uh, f- asking for some feedback on who were who the audience loves the most. And, you know, you won all the votes. You're, you're the, the, the favorite uh, co-host okay. from Inner Fandom. So this is my Christmas present, finally getting you back on the show, an audience that you turned your back on, Red. You just no, turned no, no, your no, back no, on no, the no. Minna fans. No, 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 no. First off, they don't love me. This can't be true. Secondly, um, I've been very busy. I had a family member who was sick, been working a ton, so I haven't been able to be here. But... Uh, when I, I can drop in and see you and be with you and talk about this show, I would love to be here. So I, I, if I can get here maybe thrice a year, that would be great. Thrice a year. Wow. Now that's worse than Mayo. Oh, that's actually about the Mayo <laughs> schedule the, every three go. or four months. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I did, you know, keep asking you, you know, to send in a message or, or, you know, say goodbye to the audience that loved you so much. You, you never did anything like that. No public statements. I mean, no. you know, do you want to get it off your chest now? Do you want to say something to this audience that you've left? Listen, I, I love the people that listen, uh, but it's not about me. It's not, this is, I, I could give a shit about a statement or anything. I, this is a hobby, man. I do this for fun. You do this for a living. I do this for fun. It's not about me at all. We, we just talk about, this is a podcast about a podcast. So I love the people. If they actually like listening to me, you're a crazy person. I love meeting Minna fans and seeing, seeing the Minna fans I know. I'm looking forward to March. Um, so I did want to put out a statement because I felt like that would be, I'd feel like a douchebag if I did that matters. No disrespect if anybody else does that. It just felt, it would feel like I was like Kevin in Bristol, Bristol area. And I don't want to do that. That's not me. That's not who I am. I'm a humble guy. Fair enough. I mean, Minna fandom has gone from strength to strength since you left a lot of great co-hosts. I mean, have you, have you been listening? I have been listening. Uh, It's been, I've been biting through my tongue to come on here and reprimand you for what you're doing to my show, my great show. We know that, you know, this is, this is red featuring Menners and what you've done 
with yelling manners as a co-host who I like is, you know, it's somebody on Twitter I will follow, but I mean, you guys are sitting around, you know, trying to figure out how you can stake out Dave Cullinane's kids' school and figure out how you're going to do those things. That's not something you and I would do when we're talking <laughs> the show. That is, that is a uh, far beyond what I would ever intend to do with a fan reaction show. So I'm holding you responsible and I'm holding Yelling Menners responsible also because he's a parody account about you. I mean, th- that is craziness, Menners. What are we doing here? What are you trying to do with this show now? You must admit, though, I did try and steer him away from that during the show. I was well aware he was getting into dangerous territory. But, you know, you can't save everybody. It was a bit like Kevin from Bristol. You know, once someone digs their own grave, you just sometimes got to let it happen. <laughs> well, you sometimes you got to give them the rope and let them go. So you did you did do that. I hope he's doing I, I Yelling Menners now is blocking everyone, which is if you're a Menners parody account, you can't be blocking people. You can't get sensitive online, Menners. You would never do that. No, no, I would never get sensitive online. Never, ever happened. Um, Yeah, there's been lots of great fill-in hosts, Alice Shattuck, Montante. Uh, Mm. I really sort of wheeled through them. Um, Any of your favorites? Um, I'm a fan of Montante. I don't think he would actually believe that. Uh, I'm a fan of his. I think he was a great one. Uh, checking in with Kevin from Bristol. It's also nice. I think that you are, you have other Minna fans that you're coming on, coming on the show and checking in with. I think that's a really good thing. People would get tired of me after one episode. So it's nice that, of course you did. So it'd be nice to have other people on here. I think that's great. I think if you added, if you could add a three person show, I think a three person show is, is King. So if you could have two, two co-hosts on at a time, that would be great. But that's asking a lot of people who are, Again, nobody's getting paid for this. We're not trying to monetize this at all. This is just a hobby. So that's that's a huge ask. But I love having different Meta fans on here. I think you got to have Ned Snark back on here. He's a great Meta fan. Good idea. And try to have some new ones in there. I think having Alice is, is great. Having some female Meta fans on here is awesome. Lauren. I haven't. I have not. Uh, Lauren is awesome. But I haven't heard much from from Lauren online and Allison. They seem to be very quiet. Is that because of uh, you know Kirk's criticism a couple of a couple of weeks ago on his show? Is that, is that something to do there? I mean, we're recklessly speculating here. I don't think so. I think Lauren doesn't sort of let that stuff bother us. So I, I don't think yeah. so. Um, so when you've been listening to the show, obviously, you know, one of the things you brought to Minna fandom is that you're incredibly biased towards Dave Cullinane. You know, mm. you, you certainly, um, you know, you, you hmm. sort of see him in a different light to everybody else. And, and huh. you know, a lot of criticisms of Dave Cullinane have gone unchecked on this show. I mean, you know, now's your chance. I mean, Dave, who's turned his back on the Minna fans, doesn't return emails, um, mm-hmm. you know, real slacker. Um, you know, he's. I think he's actually really missed your support. I think so too. And, and you've been able to operate. Uh, as you have, and I've seen earlier this morning when you did this with a, somehow you tried to criticize him for the title of the podcast that he put out yesterday, which was a ridiculous, ridiculous accusation. Like, I don't know what you're trying to stir up there and tag Kirk in that thread is banana land. And that's why I love you. Um, but you and your, <laughs> some of your co-hosts have been sitting here trying to criticize the greatest producer of KMS ever and the greatest producer of the greatest true crime podcast, the case ever. So I don't know, I don't know how you guys could keep criticism on the guy who you and I can both agree. Season one 
of the case and season two of this of the case both have completely different sounds they have a great podcast host in kirk minahan a great executive producer in kirk minahan but as far as the sound of the podcast goes i think you and i could agree that season two sounds far and away better than season one correct oh way better much much better okay okay yeah no so no no no, no, i'm not gonna just pile on pile in on dave just a question. No, you would though. never like, do that. You would never do that. No, of course not. If you called someone an asshole, would you classify that as an insult? Um, I called somebody an asshole. Are they acting like an asshole? I don't know. Like you, you say things in the moment. You, you and I, we, we let things fly here. So you might say things on the air that you might not necessarily mean or think is strong. There, there's context and the duality of man and the duality of Dave Cullinan. These things can happen where he can say things and then come back and say, I need to rephrase that. That's how his mind works. He just, you know, lets it go. And then Kirk calls him out on it later on. And then they come back to it. And then he has to retract a little bit. That happens to everybody. though. That would be everybody. And when you're under the heat lamps against Kirk Minahan and with Kirk Minahan, that's going to happen. So we can't criticize Dave, who's a phenomenal producer, who occasionally when he says things into a microphone, might say something a little strong at first. Like would he call somebody a bitch? That might mm-hmm. happen. But in the moment, he's saying, you know, somebody's acting like a bitch. Does he need to say that all the time? Does he need to say somebody's acting like an asshole? It's just easier to call him an asshole. Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. I, don't <laughs> I, think, I'm wrong. I think you are. I mean, there's so many things that in the last few months since you left the show, I mean, mm. Kirk has got way more frustrated with Cullinane being unable to form like your know, coherent arguments about anything. I mean, you could hear it there when Whitney was in there, there was some argument that Dave started and then he backtracked and Kirk sort of said something to Whitney, like, I mean, he, this is what I have to deal with. I mean, I know there's some comedy value to that, but you, you've got to admit Dave Cullinane cannot put a coherent argument together for anything. Listen, would it would it be frustrating for Kirk to walk into the studio yesterday and have <laughs> Big Cat there? And then all of a sudden, Dave can't remember what he was talking to Big Cat, you know, 10 minutes previously. He can't remember the conversation. He can't actually phrase that. Would that be frustrating for me? Maybe. Maybe that would be frustrating. I don't know. Um, and he's had other moments like that where he just completely loses an argument. He has. But that's what don't you don't you love that about Dave? Like. The passion in which he started his argument against Kirk yesterday when it came to the Red Sox winning the World Series in 2004, and the the passion in which Dave came in with that argument to say, what, you didn't love that? And Kirk's like, no, idiot, I'm a Yankees fan. They beat the Yankees to win the World Series, to get to the World Series and win it. Why would I love that? That's a stupid argument. And then Dave immediately backs down. Yeah, I'd be frustrated with that if I was arguing with him. But when you're listening to it, you have to love the stupidity of the golden retriever that is Dave Cullinan. He is lovable. He's a dumb producer. He gives you everything he can and everything is content. That's not the, and he doesn't get sensitive. Steve Robinson and other producers get too sensitive and it doesn't work. That's not Dave. Nope. Not at all. Um, he's really great. Manners, Manners. He's really great. Isn't he? He's, he, really he's great. pretty good. And I mean, he, as this year has gone on, He's got a little bit lazier and he certainly has distanced himself even further from the Minifans. He's I mean, gotten lazy producing two podcasts 
Yeah. Yeah. But he just kids, has no story ideas and he always mm. tries to distance himself from the Minna fans now. He would have no idea. Like now he will not go and like find clips or anything. He will only wait for someone to send him a clip. So that yelling Minna's clip, you know, there was a whole group of Minna fans that were trying to go after yelling Minna's and me. And so they sent it to Dave and he played it. He wouldn't go and find it himself. That's just a comment. I'm gonna, I- I'm going to have to call you out on that one because how many topics does he, in the rundown that he throws at Kirk during the show, you're telling me that you know for sure all those topics were sent to Dave. That's nothing he went out and sought out and got on his own. Is that what you're saying? Most of them I think are sent to Dave. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's, that's <laughs> uh, again, reckless speculation, which I love. Uh, I would say that it's got to be very difficult to produce a show, not knowing what kind of mood Kirk's going to be in. You got to have what, 25, 30 topics ready to go. And eventually you're going to run out of stuff. You're going to keep lobbing it up there. And if he doesn't want to swing at the pitch, he's not swinging. So it depends on a lot of different things. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. It's not his job to stay in touch with us as Minifans. fans. That's not his job. We're just fans no. of a podcast. Right. Absolutely so, not. Oh, but, but, but you said he's distanced himself. It's so not you his said job, that a few but times. it would be a better show if he was more in touch with the Minifans. fans. It, that's all. That's my I'm opinion. Gonna, I'm going to DM him right now. Okay. What are you so going to DM him? I'm just going to DM him. And I love say, you. I love Good morning, sweetie. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. When can All I right. stick my cock in your ass again? Yeah. So I'm just DMing him. Hey, buddy. As you can see, this couple, a couple of DMs that have not been met, uh, you know, answer. And then we'll just see how long it takes. We'll just it could see. be weeks, judging by the way it gets back to Montante. We'll see. We'll see. Well, Montante is different too. I mean, what about that Montante's crazy idea to get that, like that Rishi guy who has 20 million followers who's never heard Kirk's show. Like what, what's Kirk going to do? Just say, so tell me, you know, how did you build your business? <laughs> and, and again, I need to preface this because Montante has a tendency to get sensitive online. I like Montante on the show, but that's a ridiculous thing to try to send to him and then not get anything back. And that was funny. That was organically funny when Kirk said, well, did you say anything back? And he said, no. And then he had to reply to him right there on the show, right? Basically saying, no, no, thanks. Or I don't think so. Whatever he said, like that was organically funny. I will also say Montante's people, his crew, I've seen that uncle Barry guy, and this is going way inside. There are some criticisms of Montante that they're saying he didn't actually love KMS and would shit on it all the time behind the scenes until he actually got on the show. So now, like those Montante stands, which again, I'm a fan, are saying that he's kind of faking his love for KMS to get a little bit of that KMS bump. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I saw that online. I don't know if you saw that too. No, no, that's not true. I think Montante's always been about the same. He's not actually like super obsessed with the show like you or I. He just is a big fan of it. And uh, I I don't think he's ever tried to hide that. He's, you know, so yeah, I I don't think that's true at all. Um, Yeah, I don't I think there's just cracks forming. When, When somebody gets popular like that, like Montante's getting some love right now. Those guys, those crabs in the bucket are trying to pull them down. And I don't like that. I'm a Montante mm. guy. I always have been. You couldn't find you it got, out otherwise. You, you got to admit, I was, you know, I've been right about a lot of things. Steve Robinson, um, mm. you, Snell, uh, you can just mm. run through them. But also uh, Rico Bosco. I mean, I, I clocked oh, him yeah, as yeah. being an asshole. Not funny. And I was 100% oh. right. 
listen, you are, you've been right about some things. I will give you those things. But your Rico Bosco take and how you're trying to rewrite history on that is wild. And that's why <laughs> I love you. It's wild. And that's why I need to be here. And I wish I could be here more often because somebody needs to keep you in check. You are not right about Rico Bosco at all. Your take on Rico was that he needed to call less. That's what your take was. That's your original yeah, And I didn't like him. No, 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 because then there were other tweets within you in those replies. And I remember it fondly and I could pull them up where you're saying, no, I love you, Rico. You're tweeting at him. I love you, Rico. You're great. You're great for the show. You just need to call less. So yeah, even in those tweets. Yeah. OK. So even in those tweets, you weren't actually criticizing him for being an asshole. You, you weren't criticizing him for being an asshole. And then he turned out to be an asshole. And now you're trying to say, oh, yeah, I was right all along. And, you know, and I know that's not what you were saying. That's not what you're saying. You can't be right. That's not what you're saying. You can't take every angle of an argument <laughs> and then say, oh, yeah, I was yes, right. I can. Oh, you son of I a said Rico. I said Rico was not right for the show. He's turned his back on Coke. But yeah, look, I, I just want to say, you know, as I said, I just clocked Rico from the beginning, like I clocked uh-huh. Snell. And sure. Snell just released the new KMS Reloaded. So actually, well, this is being released on Christmas Day, but he's did released. He, did he? I don't, I've never heard anything about this. Did he do something? Wow, that's incredible. He just Would released you know? a new one. So um, oh, anyway, wow. it's Christmas Day. It's a beautiful time of year. I'm sure all mm. the Minna fans are at home now with your fat family stuffing your faces. Um, so I guess, you know, how do you reflect on the year of KMS, Red? I, I don't know about you, Manners, but I love um, the balance of this show as much as it is a roller coaster. So we start out this year, 2022, with the first episode is the rules about at a theater near me. And that's how <laughs> we start out the, the, the season, the year. And then we end it today with Clemmer coming in. I think that's that's perfect poetry right there i'm looking forward to you know 356 down and nine to go whatever those numbers would be today like he would still be doing those things so i'm looking forward to this conversation and unfortunately we you know and i know that clemmer is just going to fall on the sword and he's going to back down and he's not going to have any strong opinions because he's scared of kirk and as much as he's a great guy he's not great at content like this um but overall this year had incredible storylines when it came to going down to Mississippi with that live show, obviously the Wilbur shows, um, you know, Kirk really becoming Mr. Barstool completely and Barstool. King of Barstool. He's the king of Barstool. They always include him now on anything that's coming up. They want him down in Arizona. I know that was spoiled that Super Bowl when they put Super Bowl on that title and they did that, that ruined it for you. Ruined, but, ruined the show for yeah, millions. Yeah, absolutely. But just the fucking roller coaster that is this show and how this thing keeps going, led by Kirk Minahan and then also the Minifans taking it on for that 24 7, 365 show that this is. It's incredible to look at. I mean, he's the mini golf stuff. And the shows that came along with that, um, the fight with the Mannix brothers, that was incredible content. Um, Tom Shattuck all of a sudden turning into an absolute psychopath. Um, it, it, incredible all the way through. So another great year that I didn't think, I didn't think we would have this. I thought he would be done. Remember Kirk said that after the Wilbur, you would take a year off, right? Remember that too? Like that came up. Yeah, like, I, didn't I think said it was bullshit. That was right. Yeah, you were right about that. I didn't think we would make it to next year having the show being around either, too. So I thought this would be it. So who knows? Like, 
you just never know with this show. And then we lose Sako. We lost Sako. So we can't do those Sako drive-ins anymore. Um, and now all of a sudden we have a, a show in March that's coming back to Maine, which is really, really exciting. I'm looking forward to that. So, I mean, what, what a fucking show this is. And it's just you and I, just two handsome guys. It's what time is it right now there, Manners? What time is it there? It's very late. It's um, very late. Uh, it's very midnight. early here. This is yeah. up. But, but and, and here we are talking about a podcast. It's fucking exactly. wild, man. Yeah. And for those listening, I mean, you know, I don't miss Red being late to recordings. You know, 40 minutes late to this recording. But anyway. That's not true. That's not true. I was 10 minutes late in that oh, like Zoom 20. spot. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, you started Zooming now. I don't like this Zoom manners. I don't like Zoom. I'm in my all car and it records automatically. Like anyway, um, okay. I think this 2022 was a bounce back year for KMS. Um, not that last year was a bad year, but I think uh, Kirk seemed happier this year. Uh, the show seemed to go from strength to strength. You know, last year, they obviously had the, the, the you know, Steve Robinson quitting in the middle of the year and checking out for most of the year. So um, I think it's been about. Can I just to go back to that Steve Robinson thing? Remember when Steve said he was going to just be getting out of this completely and he would never come back to anything that was content, right? He was just going to yeah. escape, you know, just get off Twitter and do that, you know? Wouldn't that be great if he actually did that and he didn't lie about things and learned how to fly on his own wings? Wouldn't that be great? That's too bad. <laughs> I think he lost all his crypto money. Um, so oh. I think he had to work. That's the problem. Oh, oh no. Well, that's too bad. I hate to Don't hear that. Don't cry about that. Yeah, I feel bad. And, and then, look, since we've actually stopped recording together, uh, uh, Kirk, uh, and look, a lot of this has been by accident because Carl's not very organized, but every not third true. show when Mike's not there, it's kind of just been a sort of a random minifan, whoever they could get in. And I actually have enjoyed the Minifan Zoo rolling through, you know, Noel and Snell, Montante, Julia. I mean, you name it, they've all been, you know, Alice Shattuck, Tom Shattuck. I've enjoyed that. I enjoy that, um, you know, format. I, I totally agree. Clemmer, you know, the Clemmer leaving and kind of shunning KMS and trying to do his own thing has really opened up an opportunity for a lot of people to come in and, for Kirk to flex that muscle where he's trying to make something interesting out of, you know, regular people that are coming in who do not do this for a living. Um, and it's, it's exciting. It's fun to jump into those shows with new people. Right. And, and see what can be made of that show and how you take chicken shit, make a chicken salad. Um, and less, if we can get less and less like those guys that have come back other than Montante, like I, Montante rolling back in would be great. New people, always great. No more Snell, man. I mean, you can't have some of these people come back. They can't make multiple returns because it's just not interesting. It's interesting for a one-off, but you can't do multiples. So no. I'm curious to see all these people who bought these T-shirts who will be coming in. I'm looking forward to the supermarket guy who's another Mainer because I think that's going to be that's going to be an interesting show just to get just talking supermarkets for an hour and a half. That's what this show really is. That's the heart of it. Yeah. I wish I lived in Boston and could go in every every Thursday for Kirk to say, do you from, think, from uh, you think you'd get that invite? You think you'd, cause they, I mean, they could just zoom you in if they wanted to, cause they did. They don't want to zoom me in. They, they, they made it clear. They only zoom in like Dan Katz now. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, look, I've accepted my fate. If they don't want to do zoom interviews, I'm just happy doing Minna fandom. You know, we've got the best fans. Minna fandoms just this yeah. year has been huge for Minna fandom. Listens have gone through the roof. So many great 
guests, so many great shows. I mean, it's left Kirking off for dead. I mean, you know, it's just. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot about Kirking off. You know, dead and buried. Fuck Kirking off. Fuck all the other reaction (laughs) shows. Minna fandom has won the year. Um, and we so, were in I studio, mean, Menners. Menners, we were in studio, and you exactly. had your main, you had your main trip, your New England trip that you came over. God, all the how many lobster rolls did you eat? How many lobster? A thousand. Rolls? A thousand. Um, and uh, TJ and I had sex studio. on a boat. It was oh, it's great. Oh, it's oh, it wonderful. We had Menners come back to the states, and we got we got in studio. That was incredible. That was a life. That was a lifetime achievement. We did it. And then I walked off and that was it. Yep, I wanted you to bailed like on the live show. It was like we climbed Everest and then you just like mm. at the top of Everest, you said, all right, I'm off now. See ya. Does it, does it get any better? I wanted to die on top of Everest. That's it. I don't want to get back down. This is it. This is the peak. We did it. It was incredible. <laughs> um, look, we're going to wrap this up. Everyone's probably going to uh, get into their Christmas lunch now, but, but, but Red, I guess you know. I, you know what? What? What will you be doing on Christmas Day with your parents? Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry I know that. Sorry. What will you be doing on Christmas Day? Oh, I will be sitting there, just whiskey, and maybe, maybe you know, some pills, and who knows? Just sitting back fondly, thinking of the parents I don't have as an orphan. I don't know if I've taught, shared that before, but you know, us orphans. We we try to look at Christmas with positivity, but we just can't. So at least I get this podcast to listen to as I cry in the corner. You know, that's that's just how that goes. So I appreciate you having me on and doing this, Menners. Um, you know, enjoy, you know, your mom is still here. So in, enjoy that. Um, and I'm jealous of all the men fans who still have their parents. It's incredible. Enjoy it. I don't have anyone, but at least I don't have any more family members who can die. So that's good. It's really good. So at least there's that. Well, I mean, going. You know, your drug addict sister could OD. Uh, it, listen, it's like hope, hope, hope and a prayer. You know, fingers crossed that happens at least. I haven't gone to a funeral in too long now, so I got to get there. So uh, that'll be a great Christmas gift. We'll see. Well, I mean, what a perfect note to end this Minifan <laughs> Christmas special. Red, thank you so much for being the Christmas miracle. You know, months and months of not coming mm. on the show. Finally get you back. It's mm-hmm. been so good to have you. To, to all yep. the Minna fans out there, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Thank you. For Adam and Jersey. Adam and Jersey. Happy Hanukkah, baby. We love you. That's it. Uh, Red, thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Then you know it's Christmas. Why? Like, why? You fucking shithead! 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 That is why your head is full of shit! Speaking of how, did you hear Tom Shattuck on a, on a Minifan uh, reaction I did. Show? It was sad. Fucking pathetic. Wave your arms more to get noticed. Like, I wasn't gonna... It's just pathetic. Two losers just waving their arms to try and get noticed. Like, just do your own thing. Leave me the fuck alone. James Corden. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll host it tonight, show. All right. Yeah, I'll do Good. it. If I get if I get stripped of it, I won't fucking cry like Conan for like six months and grow a beard and fucking act like a bitch. What? I'm not acting like a bitch. What? Huh? You say Conan act like a bitch? <laughs> Zoned out for a second. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs>